welcome to another episode of the Successful Women's TV Show. My name is Galit Ventura Rosen, and I am co-founder of Everyday Women TV. One of my favorite things in the world is to bring to you every week women in this world that are doing good for others. One of those ladies is here today. I'm so excited to have her. Welcome, Dr. Sherry. Hi, Galit. Thank you for having me. I appreciate being here. Oh, I love it. And Sherry is one of those people that also I've never met in person. We've known each other for, for probably five, gosh, probably about seven years now. And I feel like, right? Has it been yeah. seven years? Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like I could message her anytime and talk to her and just see how she's doing. We haven't spoken on video or on the phone in quite a few years. And it, we just spent 15 minutes catching up and it was yes. so much fun. It was. It was so good. It's so nice to see you. And we met through my social media. So that was a, yes. a beautiful thing. And you nominated me for an award and I won it. So I yes. always, you have such a special place in my heart for oh, seeing me and acknowledging my work. I appreciate it's that. It's one of my favorite things to do because so many of us do what we do out of love and we never expect recognition, but it's so nice when sometimes we get it. It and really it is. Just feels good, right? Yes. Oh yeah, absolutely. We deserve those rewards. Yes, for sure. Especially you. So I'm going to read a little bit about you. It's not going to do you any justice to everything you've accomplished <laughs> in your career. And then we're going to jump right into the amazing topic that I'm so excited to speak about today, surviving toxic family. So here we go. Dr. Sherry Campbell is a clinical psychologist and she specializes in helping healthy people cut ties with the toxic people in their lives. She is a nationally recognized expert on family estrangement, a best-selling author of multiple books, yeah. inspirational speaker, host of the Sherapy Sessions, which I love that name. <laughs> My Sherapy Squad, I love them. I love it. And it's called Cutting Toxic Family Ties. It's a podcast. She's a well-known social media influencer and a regularly featured media expert. So I appreciate you taking the time. And this is one of those topics we discussed before we hit record that no one really wants to talk about, but so many people experience. Yes. So yes. take us there, please. I'm ready. So I was raised in a very toxic family. I, I'm amongst the 14% of people that had two toxic parents, not one. Uh, it's more common to have either a toxic mother with a passive father or a toxic, you know, or opposite toxic father, passive mother. Um, and when I think about applying that knowledge to your, you know, your platform is, you know, your mindset uh, is set by the leaders in your family. So if, if your leadership is severely character disordered and you grew up in a space where um, the parent remains innocent, for example, and your behavior is the sole measurement of parenting, then people falsely assume that if you have good behavior, that it comes from your parenting, but that if you have bad behavior, there's something wrong with you. So when you grow up believing there's something fundamentally wrong with you, and that the last thing on the list that's ever looked at for why a child might not be doing well, it all goes, parents are at the bottom of that list. Um, it's an insane reality that in, in our society, we hold strangers to higher standards of treatment than of children than parents because they'll lose a license, criminal, they could face criminal charges, they lose their job. But, you know, a, a lot of times our parents get a public free pass and parents aren't the only people in a family that are toxic. There are 
healthy parents, but there are siblings that have toxic siblings. Um, you know, there's toxic in-laws, you know, toxic partners, they're everywhere. Um, my experience was growing up under toxic parents. And there are also toxic adult children that have been far too enabled and they don't respect their parents. So, I mean, it is everywhere. Um, and I do think it really challenges your mindset when you are trying to find yourself as you're aging and trying to find a life. And, and I used my predators as my purpose. Uh, I needed to stand in my truth and I needed to help other people like me recognize that parent or not, if you're being abused and someone is abusing you, that is toxic and you have the right to cut off from people like that, no matter what their title is in your life. So this is the part that gets a little trickier, okay? Sometimes it's easier to cut off toxic friends or toxic people that you work with or toxic, um, let's say cousins. But when it comes to the immediate family, this is your family. You were born into this. You don't really know anything else. Mm -hmm. You've been around them most of your life for, for whatever it is reason. You were raised by them, or maybe it could be like you said, siblings or so on. What does somebody do? Because a lot of times they know they should cut them off. They know that they deserve better. And of course, it takes time to get to that place. That's why you've written multiple books about this. That's why you have patients that come see you about it. That's why you have the podcast. It doesn't happen overnight. What kind of tips can we give someone that might be experiencing this immediate family toxicity? I would say that one, it's never too late. It took me 45 years. You need to do it when you know for sure. Um, the greatest tip that I can give you is it wasn't a decision that I made out of any formula. Uh, when we, you know, the family is the most important social group you can belong to, but we have to trust that if someone is biting the hand that feeds them, that they've got to have good reason because it's insane to want to go at life without a family just due to all the cultural kickback alone. How many people will tell you that you're doing it wrong? All these microaggressions that you're cutting off from an abuser is wrong. You're fundamentally wrong only when it's your parent or your sibling or, you know, someone like that. Somehow it becomes wrong morally. But if, if people can be abusers and we can accept that, a medical doctor, a government official, a school teacher, even maybe some of our most beloved athletes, actors, and musicians, we accept and we collectively come together to acknowledge and condemn those abuses. And we never, ever expect victims of abuse to remain in good standing with someone who abused them, regardless of that person's status as an athlete or a medical doctor. But somehow when it comes to parents, we expect children to remain in good standing with their abusers, their parents for the remainder of their lives. And this makes no sense. I just think perhaps it's just too difficult to admit that abuse happens in our closest quarters and to the most innocent of our human family. Sure. Cognitive dissonance is a huge thing. So as a survivor, um, which my books are survivor based, I'm, I'm, I'm a double. I love that about them, by the way. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I'm mm -hmm. one of the only ones that tells my own personal story. I personally got tired of reading books from experts that I don't really know if they've walked the path. Um, so now there's footprints in the snow for people to follow because I've detailed 
all of the feelings that you feel as you're questioning if you're doing the right thing or not. Um, if you arrive at no contact, um, you're just done. The bandwidth of what you can tolerate in your body stops and it's it's done. Um, it isn't a decision that you plan. It really isn't. Um, and it, there's also low contact and cordial contact. And I give all those steps. I tried everything to stay. So I should not be punished when I couldn't stay anymore. I should not be judged or condemned. We need Great. to collectively come together and join hands as a culture and create a language that allows us to tell our toxic family members when they need to do better. Yes. I love the example that you use because it's so true. There's been many stories in society and in pop culture in the public where situations like this have occurred with toxic members or family members or abusers. And yeah. the society almost immediately just like, that's it. We're done with them. But why is it that we're so ready to continue to be okay with or get along with this happening to us from the people that are closest to us. And I do believe a lot of it has to do with what you said, Dr. Sherry, the society thing that parents yes. would never do that to their children. And, and it's not true because we've heard so many stories of horrible, horrible parents out there, horrible parents, horrible. So, right? So what do we, what do we share with our audience as these first steps? Is there, I know there's no formula, yeah, but yeah. Someone out there that's saying, okay, Dr. Sherry, I hear you, but I don't even know where to begin. So I would begin by recognizing that boundaries do not work with toxic people. Okay. In fact, when you set a boundary on a toxic person, you're giving them information on where they can further hurt you. Okay. okay. So okay. stepping away and saying less is much better. So I first went low contact, which I called less. I answered the phone less. You know, my, my caller ID became like an externalized immune system. And I gray rocked a lot, which is I became the most boring rock in the pile in any conversation, for example, with my mother, uh, because she loves the stage of attention. And I really mm -hmm. wasn't being called because she loved me. She just wanted someone in her audience for the daily gossip or whatever was going down. Um, and that worked for a minute, but these types of people that are severely character disordered, they love conflict. They want your attention and your emotional reaction. So she caught on to my gray rocking and became even more emotionally disgusting. And then I went to cordial contact, which was, I might see her once a year for one or two days and maybe a call every now and again. Um, I just, ignited her fire more. Um, so really boundaries are designed to keep people in your life. That's true. And, 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 and you're giving them an opportunity with the boundary to show you they love and respect you. So when you set a boundary on a toxic family member, especially if it's a parent and there's an asymmetry of power, they feel offended that they are morally superior to you. They're offended that you would set a boundary on them. So I don't feel like I cut anyone off necessarily. I feel mm -hmm. they fell off on their own because if they're not going to respect my boundaries and they're going to continue to hang themselves in that 
in that situation, I, I don't have control over that. I gave them every opportunity for growth. No contact, in fact, is a brilliant opportunity to give to a toxic person to look in the mirror. Now, they won't, but it's still the opportunity that okay. you're giving them. So boundaries are a statement of self-respect. They're not a demand. It's not cancel culture, let me no. assure you. No. Um, 45 years of going through a continuous emotionally violent abuse is not cancel culture. And this, I never would have chosen this for myself. Never in a million years would I have chosen this. It doesn't make me better. Um, I've done something wonderful with it. And I guess what I want the audience to know is that the steps are detailed. The simplistic is low contact, cordial contact, and then no contact, right? Yes. Yes. Less is always more. The less you share about yourself, we all want to go to our mom and be like, oh my God, mom, my kid this or this happened and we want that person. But if you're giving that to someone who's going to use your pain later as a dagger to stab you mm -hmm. and you have to recognize who they are. So many of us want them to be different too, that we just make up a story about them that they must be right. And we've got to be fundamentally bad because what parent doesn't love their children. So we make it us. They count on us doing that. They count yes. on us. Children will do that. So mm -hmm. I think that you can also use your pain for a purpose. You have the right to grab the pen back and author the ending of your own story. You know, the, the greatest thing is not forgiveness because forgiveness set me up to be further abused. Okay. It is acceptance, which to me, is forgiveness on steroids, <laughs> okay? For some people, maybe semantics, but you have to accept them for exactly who and how they are in reality, understanding they will not change. And this will liberate you where maybe you can, in your own understanding of forgiveness, forgive, you know, whatever, I don't know that you want to forgive what they did, but I think that you can let go and liberate yourself. Acceptance is that prerequisite for any meaningful change. So if you can get to resolve and acceptance, what it does is it takes away your resentments. It takes out that anger that loves you. That's there to protect you, to bring justice to an injustice and to liberate yourself from that. And if you can liberate yourself from your core group, and find happiness, you can succeed at anything. I love that. I will tell you that one of my favorite words is acceptance. And one of the statements I use a lot is either accept it or change it. It's a it's something I live and breathe every day personally. And I do agree with some so much of what you said that when you're going through these steps and you're trying to figure out what works for you, there's not a one for all type of solution here that we're sharing. I just wanted to bring to the audience a few ideas of if you feel like this is what you're dealing with. First of all, read Dr. Sherry's book. We're going to share that in a moment. And then also recognize that you don't have to do this alone. No. Dr. Sherry is a clinical psychologist. There are many all over the world. I have the biggest therapy gang that there is. I have a whole squad. I have 145,000 on Facebook. My Instagram is growing like crazy. I'm sort of newly on Instagram. I'm upwards of 33,000. So you aren't alone. And let me nope. tell you that my squad is the best in the whole world. They help each other. See, survivors need other survivors. 
And we all have our different ways. I mean, I definitely think you need your steps. I think that you need to, to listen to your body. And let me tell you that they will fall out of your life on their own. There really is not much that you have to do except set the right boundaries, speak your truth. And if they fall away, because I actually was cut off and then I didn't mend the fence anymore. So because um, that's what they were looking for. What happens a lot of times with toxic people is they want control. So they do to you in hopes that you say, I'm sorry, I want to be in your life. It's okay. And I love the way that you said, it's not that you woke up one morning and said, I'm going to stop talking to my parents. No No one does that. Yeah. People don't do that. Especially children. No one wants to do that. They want their parents. You guys, Exactly. exactly. But I like normal. I just want every survivor out there. Like you're okay. mm -hmm. You're not crazy. The abuses that you endured, I assure you, they are real. They happened and and you didn't make it up. So emotional abuse isn't necessarily identifiable by physical markers. It doesn't mean it's not there. Correct. So study your enemy. Understand toxic mothers. Understand toxic fathers. Understand toxic siblings. If you want a big step, educate yourself. It knowledge is power because once you realize that science or research backs what you've been living, you recognize like, oh my gosh, this is real. I'm okay. I'm okay. So you've got this. Educate yourself. I love that. So Dr. Sherry, do me a favor, share with everybody the books that you've written and the ones that you wanted to share in relation to this topic. So I've written, but it's your family, cutting ties with toxic family, loving yourself in the aftermath. And my most current one is just going crazy. And it's adult survivors of toxic family members. And it gives you tools on how to deal with flying monkeys, which are all the people your family brings in, smear campaigning, um, and how to just cope with the kickback of not having a family and all the things that I've learned, my patients have learned, what followers have shared with me. Um, And you are a survivor. You can become a survivor from a victim. And that is my goal to take everyone from being a victim into survivor because, you know, survivors, that's where it's at. That is where it's at. Yes. Oh, I love that. And tell everybody about your podcast. Oh, my podcast. Oh my gosh. I didn't even want to do one. And I got talked into it and I'm thrilled. (laughs) It's a podcast. There's a small $5 fee. Uh, They are 20 minute episodes, no commercials. Um, So you're really getting a 40 minute show in 20 minutes. And it's called Sherapy Sessions, Cutting Toxic Family Ties. And it's the best way for me to take what I do in my office for $2.25 an hour and give it to you for $5. I love that. um, They're really listening to episodes that are going to help them in this topic. The feedback I'm getting on this podcast, it is in the top 100 worldwide, worldwide uh, in relationships. So I just never knew that I wasn't so alone. So my squad just keeps growing and we're we're not just in the United States. We're everywhere because this is a human issue, human yeah, it doesn't have sure. a gender. Men get abused. Women get abused. Children get abused. It doesn't have a gender. It doesn't have a race. It's human. Oh, I love it. Well, I appreciate you taking the time and sharing your expertise and your knowledge. I know how busy you are. I know you even have a wait list for your practice. So yes. 
thank you for sharing your experiences with the world. As you said, it's not easy. It wasn't something you would have chosen for yourself, but you recognize the purpose of this experience and how, look how many people you're helping. So thank yes. you for what you're doing for the world. I appreciate you. I know my listeners and watchers appreciate you. And if anybody's interested in learning more about Dr. Sherry, what is your website? Uh, DrSherryCampbell.com. Perfect. And you can also find her on social media and follow yes. her for all of her great posts and videos. Make sure to check out her podcast. You can grab her books, I'm sure, on Amazon and any other online retailers. And if this is something that you're experiencing, please listen to what Dr. Sherry's writing about in her books or listen on her podcast because you are not alone. So thank not you, Dr. Alone. Sherry. Yay for you. Such a superstar watching you shine oh. and expand and do the things. Girl, love you. We're here in your audience cheering and so proud. I appreciate you so much. Thank you everyone for watching and listening to Bye, another everybody. episode of the Successful Women's TV show on Everyday Woman TV. My name is Galit Ventura Rosen and I will see you next time. Bye everyone.